you know, I feel like there's only one way to open, to cold open this. Okay. Which is, Glee is off of Netflix. I know this is not a Glee podcast, but it yeah. is a Glee podcast. Yeah. And, you know. Oh, like, do I know? I feel like, because, <laughs> and not to segue, a segue, mm. but New Girl is coming off of Netflix. <gasps> no, it's not. On April. In no. April. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm feeling really sad about that, but I think who's going to put it on Hulu because they're starting a recap podcast themselves. No. Did you hear way. about that? I did not. Oh, wait. Yeah. Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. new girl one. Zoe, Lamorn, Hannah. I think the three of them recap podcast. That's podcasts. so exciting. So I was like, great, because I'm in the mood for, you know, a new girl rewatch. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I love to rewatch and listen to a podcast while there'll be this now. But where am I going to watch it? I think Hulu is going to save the day for us. And also, I've been just hearing a lot of talk in general. People are not vibing with Netflix. They're mad. They're mad. Because Netflix no, is as taking away be. all these great shows. Yeah. And I'm also mad, too. So. I mean, I remember when Friends went off Netflix. And it was like, yeah. or, oh my gosh, I rewatched almost all of How I Met Your Mother in, like, the month before it left Netflix because I was so worried that I would, like, forget about, like, the show and everything that happened in it because at that time, like, like, thank goodness now that, like, you know, my family has invested in other streaming services, but, like, there are a lot of people who only got Netflix because Netflix used to have everything. And now it's, like, if you want to watch any given show that's not an original you have to have every streaming platform to guarantee that you can watch it, you know? Yeah, no, it's so true. I was literally thinking about that. I was like, oh, well, it's good that, like, when I can't watch anything on Netflix, I go to, like, like, I've been living in HBO, like, for a long time. And Hulu, too, there was a moment in high school where I was, like, really on Hulu just because... I there's so much more but it's so annoying because it's like well oh well, I can't watch this because I for, I just remembered this today like there are people who literally rent <laughs> movies like they buy them to have them for like two days 48 hours because you can't find them on any streaming service and I'm like I've done that's that. crazy that's crazy because like we already spent all I don't do that only because I'm like if I can't find it anywhere at this time it's not, it's not worth it. Or, you know, let me find it on like a little, yeah. um, you know, um, what is it? Illegal websites because yeah. it's so annoying. Like do people just want to watch things. That's what, why are we paying to watch media? No, it's ridiculous. <laughs> and the, like the fact that people have to do that. And I think my biggest problem is that like, I'm a snob now. And so if there's something I really want to watch and like enjoy, if I haven't seen it, if there's something I want to rewatch that's, like, not on Netflix anymore, like, I think I did one, two, three movies of Barbie and the Twelve Dancing Princesses because <laughs> I needed to see it. And then, but, like, movies that I want to see for the first time and are not on any streaming service, I'm, like, I want it in good quality because otherwise I'm going to, like, s- like, hate the movie a little bit subconsciously right from the start because, you know, it's terrible quality and... It's not as enjoyable. R.I.P. R.I.P. to the old you. That's a little Olivia Bryan for... Thank you. For the fans. You know what's still on Netflix? What? Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. That's so true. Oh my god. (laughs) I was like, wait. Welcome. Hey, Brovinas. Hey, West Brovinas. Miss you guys. We I'm miss you so, so much. sorry. Okay, Ravinas, <laughs> don't be mad. I know you're not mad. And then I'm like, why are we apologizing? But I'm also I'm like, I just hope you guys know we love this. Sorry we were gone for a little bit. But it's okay, yeah. that's life. Somehow <laughs> winter break was busier than school is. I think because there was yeah. no like set schedule. Like there was nothing yeah, to Yeah, I was us... abroad, so oh, yeah. once you're well, abroad, it's hard. Yeah, we're not in the same time zone over breaks. So yeah. uh Not easy, but I guess I'll do the intro so that we can play the music. 
Welcome to West Covina Third Reprise. I'm your host, Riley. And I'm your other host, Dom. <laughs> and this episode is I'm So Happy That Josh Is Happy. Hey, I'm also so happy that Josh is so happy. Since it's been a while, maybe we have some new people to the pod. This is a Crazy Ex-Girlfriend recap podcast. And to start us off, I'm going to do an impression of IMDb. Would you like to hear it? No. Have you ever heard my impression before? Why are you asking me? I think I- in this world, more people should just know. Scratch, take that back. <laughs> I think everyone who is not a man should uh-huh. take more space. Right. Yeah. So, this is, I'm so happy that Josh is happy. Uh, it aired November 23rd, 2015. The, it was written by Rachel Bloom, Aileen Brosh McKenna, and Sona Patel, and it was directed by Lawrence Trilling. And I have some little fun facts, little trivia, if you will, in the dining room table scene when it's the table is presented to a Valencia. Hector declares, and I helped, which is an allusion to a popular long-defunct ad campaign for shake-and-bake, breading, in which children helped their mothers prepare dinner. Which, if that's true, is, like, the worst reference ever made. Like, maybe I'm just too old, but, like, who hey, knows maybe about this? for the people in the back, maybe y'all caught it. Shake-and-bake. <laughs> shake-and-bake breading, everybody. Dr. Phil uh, felt that the scripted dialogue was an unnatural fit. So he was allowed to improvise. Okay, improv just... king. <laughs> Go off, He Dr. said, Phil. I love the arts and I have a vision. <laughs> that is such a funny, because I feel like if you're not an actor and you're guest starring on a show like that, it's usually like, you're just like, I'm going to read the lines and move on. So the fact that like, but he is a public personality. So I also understand that there's like an air of importance to him that he feels like he should be represented correctly on if he's playing himself in a show like this. Would you like to do your impression of Wikipedia? I would love to. Wow. Here we are on episode seven. You know, some, oh my gosh. Have I shown you my tattoo? Sorry, this is a, this is a, a side note. <laughs> well, it's a stick and poke, but it's another stick and poke tattoo though. But it was really sick. It was fun. It was like in 45 minutes. I was like, you're crazy. It was so fast. (laughs) Episode 7. I'm so happy that Josh is so happy. Valencia and Josh move into their new home, and Josh tries to surprise her with a new table. But she rejects the table, leading Josh to doubt their relationship. Seeing them together makes Rebecca depressed and anxious, which causes her to be sent home from work. She begins having visions of Dr. Phil, who advises her to get treatment and deal with her problems. Unwilling to go through therapy to get access to medication, she enlists Heather to help her break into her therapist's off- into a therapist's office to steal a prescription pad. They get caught, but Rebecca agrees to start therapy in return for avoiding arrest. Meanwhile, Paula al- almost sleeps with Calvin Young, the potential new and important client of the law firm yeah so we open up this episode with an absolute banger of a scene (laughs) so true let's get into it (laughs) the twilight reference that was my first note (laughs) the twilight reference the kardashian reference the shakespeare and love reference it's all giving and i said paula being a walking pop culture dictionary and then rebecca not understanding a word she's saying is like the most you and me thing that has ever That's happened between li- them. No, literally, like, that is us to a T. <laughs> because... In fact, I'm Paula in every scenario. For any Anyone's like, why do you know that? And I'm like, why don't you? Yeah. You guys aren't filling your brains with this information. <laughs> Paula is the girl that gets it. <laughs> I feel like the funny thing is, is that, like, when I get into something, I get into something so deep. Like, it's very much much your breadth, and I'm But depth. I'm deep and wide. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> together we're deep and wide like I feel like compared to the average person I've watched a lot of shows and gotten obsessed like deeply obsessed with a lot of shows and movies but you have watched more tv like than anyone I've ever met 
And it's probably because a lot of the shows... I'm so proud. I'm so glad. (laughs) And it's probably because a lot of the shows that I have watched and become obsessed with since, like, being 14-ish, you were watching when you were, like, 7 and 8 and had nothing to do but watch TV. I wasn't even allowed allowed to watch the Disney Channel until I was 11. That's true. That's not true. There were specific shows that I wasn't. (laughs) Yeah. Here we are now. I still am, though. Like, Meg, I was talking to my friend, and she was like, girl, you just have watched everything. And I'm like, yeah, I have. And also, I was talking to someone else, and I was like, is it weird that some... I occasionally, like, go like on a walk or going to class, I'll put a little show on. I'll watch That's The Real weird. Housewives. That's No, you can't say... It's not weird. Okay. How is that it's weird? Not- I'm watching The Real Housewives. There's nothing too much, like brain thinking i can pick up that show anytime no and that's fair so entertaining (laughs) i'll say that i have tried it like on the treadmill like i'll put on a little youtube when i'm going for my my fun little healthy person walk on my treadmill like not my treadmill it belongs to the school but i paid tuition didn't want you guys thinking that i suddenly had a treadmill in my four by four foot room um no but like I tried it. I think my problem, I can't even listen to podcasts when I'm walking because I need it to be constant. Like I need it to be music when I'm moving so that it's like the sound never stops. Like if I had to listen to an ad while I was on the treadmill, I think I would like walk away and go home. I hate to be, I hate to be ridiculous. I'm not, I don't have an ad. Well, I guess if I'm watching YouTube, but, like, you could just click through the ad. It's going to be, like, five minutes. Five minutes. Five, if it was five minutes. Five seconds. But if it's five a show seconds. on, like, Hulu, or if it's, like, a podcast. Ooh, I, don't ha- I have Hulu without the ads. Because the- I say it's treating myself. Because <laughs> if Girl. I had to wait through the ads, I would watch way less Hulu. I'm doing Hulu a favor. <laughs> I am using it more. That's paying more. We don't want to do Hulu favors, babe. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) It's all about me. I know. Yeah. Hey, it was the first. It's actually the only streaming service. I'm just lucky. I'm lucky. But I was like, I'm. I was like, fifteen, and I was like, I want to watch these shows, and I can only find them on Hulu, and so I'm gonna do it for me, and I did, and here I am. That's amazing. I have the, like, Disney Plus Hulu, like, duo subscription. Yeah. Which means I think that that dual subscription only comes with the, like, Hulu with ads. Yes. I mean, either way, I have to be paying more. Yeah. And I love that also there's, like, specific ads apparently that are on Hulu with ads. Because my friend was telling me about the um, match.com slash the hinge, like ads at least that they've been getting and i was like that's i wouldn't know (laughs) well did i ever tell you i think i put it on my story but there was a time when i was only i was watching some show on hulu and it was like the only show i was watching so i was watching hulu every day and i would get this ad of milo what's his name who played jess um in gilmore girls and it was just like him driving a car but I used to sit in my, in front of my computer and I would go, okay, Hulu, I only want the ad of the hot guy in the car. And Hulu only showed me the ad of the hot guy in the car every episode I watched. It was a good time. I don't get him anymore. That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's so... And you have told me that story before. That's so funny. Because why? But I love that for you. So anyway, wow. me and Dom watch you know a lot so more than funny, TV than anyone right. else that we know. <laughs> it's so funny before this, we were recording, we were like, oh no, we, you know, we don't have much to say. <laughs> like, it's just a quick episode. Well, we're our so problem funny. is... I love how we talk about, we get on our little rants. Our little tangents. <laughs> the problem is I could write down like five bullet points for notes. Each bu- bullet point is like a 10 minute conversation between you and me, you know? Anyway for the next bullet point um greg is texting rebecca and i also thought it was interesting that we didn't get a lot of greg rebecca interaction during this episode yeah, but we have to all, be reminded that all. yeah like, this is it we have to be reminded that he's there that he's in the equation and he's texting her 
like a lot every day. And Paula says, no one likes a stalker. And then goes right back to her binoculars, staking out at Josh and Valencia's new place. Which was a very obvious joke, but we needed it. We needed to hear it. Um, the only other thing I have for this scene is that Valencia says, ghosts are obsessed with me. And I love her. Oh, I meant Valerio. I can't believe I called her that. No, you meant Valencia. That's okay. Um, it's also interesting because while they were stalking, Rebecca called and Josh declined Rebecca's call. And I was like, oh, sorry about my email. <laughs> I was like, he Ooh. pressed ignore. Yeah, you know what that happened. You know what that means mm. when when someone presses ignore. I'm just saying. Oh, should I say? What does it mean? <laughs> well, it means. <laughs> I thought you were going. I wasn't expecting you <laughs> But then I was like, oh, it's a podcast. Like, I probably should. <laughs> yeah. Let's just leave them waiting. What does it mean? <laughs> yeah. What does it mean? Well, yeah. I mean, it's basically because he didn't want um, Valencia to, like, see that he was getting a call from Rebecca and didn't want, you know, Rebecca to, yeah, anyway, to get into all of that. <clears throat> right. And here's the thing about this episode from the start is like, girl, it's all based on an ignored call while he was right. actively like taking stuff out of a moving truck. Right. Which even That's if you true. weren't if there. If someone is like, um, like, well, if I'm doing something and someone calls me, I'm going to like turn the phone off. <laughs> and now if I'm doing something, yeah. I can't, you know, respond to that. And in the year of our Lord 2022, yes, I will like press the little Oh, happy new year. Happy, oh my gosh. <laughs> happy new happy year. Happy new year. In the year What if I just copy pasted this little bit and I made that the cold open? Just <laughs> That's us it. forgetting That's to say happy new year at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> I think that's perfect, actually. Yeah, whatever the vibes are. Yeah. Continue. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yes, this year, the year of our Lord 2022, I can, if I see a call coming in, I can, like, ignore it, but then say, sorry, can we talk later? Like, there's little automatic texts you can send. In 2015, that wasn't possible. And so I think this is all, shall we say, an exaggeration, which from... You know, up until this point, there have been a lot of things where it's very clearly, like, both Josh and Rebecca are at fault for the confusion in the nature of their relationship. This is straight up, like, an exaggeration of an ignored call, which he had every right to ignore. But, you know, sometimes we're silly, goofy, crazy, like Rebecca, and we make silly mistakes. We do silly things. But this episode was just silly. It wasn't too... Well, I mean, like, we'll talk about it later. But it was, like, it was all right. It was a yeah. good episode. It did what it needed to do. It was it's... it was furthering, furthering the plot. Right. And, yeah, we'll take talk about our general thoughts, like, our overall takeaways at the end. But I would agree. So then we move to White Feather and Co. And... and we... Well... Yeah. Well, two things happen. First of all, the lighting changes, like, right away. Immediately, actually. <laughs> like, <laughs> immediately. Like, obviously, they're indoors. But also, it feels like almost, uh, like, a mirroring of the, you know, the other Becky's not happy scenes when the tones are blue and she feels like she did in New York. Yeah, well, because she has a panic attack right. before her meeting. right. And we're like, ah, Rebecca, like, girl, I thought it was going good. West Covina was, you know, more fun. You're getting closer to Josh. Right. Meeting Greg. Ooh, that's kind of crazy. Well, exactly what we said. Yeah. (laughs) But here she is having a panic attack before her meeting. Who's her meeting with, you ask? Mr. Calvin Young. Material girl! (laughs) No. Material king. (laughs) If if Calvin is not the definition of material girl, I don't know what is. Well, we see, like, before Calvin even comes in, we see this scene 
which is the first one where Dr. Phil shows up in her screen at first. And she's freaking out. She's having a panic attack. Like, clearly, it this everything is not going well right now. And the first thing I thought was, like, Rebecca Bunch is the last person to not have a cup on her desk. Also, the way she felt the need... I don't know. Maybe there are just a lot of plot holes in this episode. But like you said, it's necessary to move the plot along. But, like, to have her... First of all, spiral because of an ignored text, which, like, everybody spirals about different things, and I'm not judging. Like, I'm not saying it's unrealistic, but, like, I mm, I feel like there were better ways this could have been written to move this plot along. And then for her to, like, drink out of the cup, the pen cup, just to get ink on her teeth, just to get her to be sent home. Like, there were a lot of things that were, like, a little bit, like, hmm... Could we have written this differently? But that's just me nitpicking. I understand what you mean. Yeah. But I understand what you mean. Yeah, I don't... I don't know. Dr. Phil is problematic. Like, I know he's the internet's favorite therapist and we'd love to joke about it. But, like, he is problematic because, like, why... You know, like, it's TV therapy. It's going after these absurd... um, like relationships whether that be familial or like you know romantic or whatever and that's because it's um reality tv but it's interesting that like rebecca takes so much advice from dr phil still even though like i mean most of us know that about dr phil right and i guess the question is like was Dr. Phil put in this episode, first of all, was there a reason for him to be there? Like, could we have put someone else in that place? And second of all, like, was the point to have a reality star instead of a real therapist? Like, was it the point that she sees Dr. Phil on TV and this is the only example that she has of, like, you know, therapy from a young young age, and a lot of us do, is that, you know, mental health problems are ignored unless they can be commodified, like on a show like Dr. Phil or like even on Oprah where people talk about their problems so that they can be heard by the public. I think it's a question of like, did Dr. Phil need to be here to say something about our society or was he just put in to be like, oh my gosh, they got Dr. Phil? Because like this show, it could be either. It just really just makes me happy that we, I mean, I don't know if we're going too far in me saying, like, to talk about Dr. Copian, but I love Dr. Copian. First yes, of all, and you know, she's coming you know. in later, and woo! But my queen, like, I just love her. And so I'm, I think in this episode's job of furthering the plot, Dr. Copian is a key factor in that. Right, it is key that Dr. Copian showed up in this episode, because if it had just been Dr. Phil without any representation of real help that was mm-hmm. available for Rebecca. Yeah, that I think it would have been, been a different episode and a bad episode. Very true. Um, yeah, well, before that, I think yeah. that was... She was watching... Right. She has a bad meeting. She watches the French movie, the sad French movie. Yes. And then there's the French song, which we'll talk about. We will. When we get to the song. Um, but then we flip a little bit with Josh. The boys are back together. (laughs) Right. Like, literally, that, there was just a little screen cap where it was, like, the four of them just all looking, and I was like, okay, squad. (laughs) It felt like a little, like, scene from, like, Friends, where it was just the four of them standing together, and I was so excited. I was like, it's the boys! They're in one room. And they're building a table. (laughs) <laughs> I, just, I, was like, I have okay. nothing else to say mm-hmm. oh i also really have nothing else i was to just say. excited yeah. to see them in one shot yeah same i mean they're building a table though it's funny because they're building it even though they know like valencia is not gonna like it at all and like they're telling josh that they're like mm, yeah valencia she's not gonna like this table and he's like i gotta do you know what I'm, it's just funny it's like josh is so He's just, he just wants to make everyone happy. 
And by doing that, it's just not listening to what, what p- people really want. Exactly. And that's something, like, I feel like Valencia is almost, like, yes, Josh is definitely dumb in this episode. Like, he's being characterized as not that emotionally intelligent about what people want. But also, like, I think this is villainizing Valhalla a little bit. Ooh, that's a good one. That is a good one. I'll bring that one back. Um, Because, like, I feel like this is one of those things that, like, has changed even the slightest bit since this show aired. Which is, like, there are some things that people do that are automatically, like, villainized or treated one way or another when it's really, like, we should be empathizing with them. Like, there's always going to be people in your life that don't want gifts or favors done unless they explicitly ask for them. Because they were raised in some way that, like, either they really need everything to be how they want it, or they were raised to think that, like, favors always had to be returned, and so favors can put some amount of pressure on them. Like, people whose love languages are not acts of service or gift-giving, like, it can actually be, like, you know, make them feel worse if you do those things for them, because it's not something that they, you know, actually are enjoying or getting anything out of. So I feel like the idea that Valencia is picky is kind of like villainized here and it doesn't need to be like it's I definitely am trying to focus more on the Josh is not being emotionally intelligent about his girlfriend's needs yeah I totally agree and that's really I mean that's in Josh's character flaw and that's like really highlighted by that them blowing up Valencia being picky because it's right. an easy thing to pick at. T. T. Dr. Phil, that's all I have to say about the boys. Because then we go back to Rebecca's place and Dr. Phil shows up in person in the middle of her panic attack slash breakdown. Again, like what? what is there to say? He's there. He talks to her. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing much. I mean... She, he, he's like, hey, you shouldn't take the pills, you know, you shouldn't try to self-medicate. Rebecca's silly, goofy, she takes them anyway. Oh, <laughs> and she's also well, like, well, first, that's later. This is when he's like, oh, you should go see I a professional. To my notes earlier. So he says, you should go see a professional, oh, and then yeah. we pop into you, Doctor Acopian's um, office, and here we have yeah. the most <laughs> smart, talented, gorgeous, Queen. fantastic. Empathetic yeah, queen that we no have wrong. ever met can do no wrong. I love this woman. She's everything to me. She's I've learned from her. <laughs> yeah. I she sits down and Rebecca says, I'm not myself. And she goes, We are always ourselves, Rebecca. And I'm not gonna lie, after I watched this episode, I wrote that down in my journal. Cause I was like, I need to hear that. So thanks, Dr. Acopian. It makes me really wonder if like for the scenes specifically with Acopian if they, like, consulted with professionals or if it was based on, like, the writer's experience of being uh, treated, like, psychologically. I don't know. But either way... That's a very good question. What she said really, you know, what's the word? Resonated with me. Yeah, we don't get much... Well, what we get from this is that Rebecca's, like, just annoying. But also, the annoying could could be not could be but is like most likely a result of obviously her like mental health trauma that she's just been going through her whole life especially you know with her mother and all that fun stuff but i love dr copian and she's great and also dr copian is willing to take the time with rebecca which who is (laughs) or who's just i mean that's what a good therapist do they're willing to take the time exactly and it seems right away like her the people treating her in new york were not the same way like we get this impression about how rebecca feels about getting help because she was on these you know antidepressants that um were making her numb and literally were making her world like dark and dreary um and numb you know, and so clearly she has this preconceived notion um, because of, and we even see it in the pilot episode when we get that flashback, like 
she's been, you know, treated one way or another for these things since she was very young. And she probably has had a lot of bad experiences with it that make her want to deal with her problems on her own. Same. So the star of the show is really... Mr. Calvin Young. Yes. And we are at Paula's house and Daryl just happens to be there. But the real star of the show is Calvin, who compliments her wine, um, which she got from the $10 bin at the gas station. And he says, let's play a game. Tell me everything about you. Go. And Daryl just goes in. Oh, poor Daryl. But no, literally like R.I.P. Daryl, like, Daryl, can you read the room? No, he can't. But you know what? We've all been there. It was just funny that like he's also there at the dinner because, you know, like Calvin is in. He is into Paula. And Paula yes. <laughs> and let's like Daryl playing third wheel slash like being the catalyst for two different relationships like, the way that he, his family life and family problems became, like, the catalyst for Greg and Rebecca, you know, constantly going back and forth during the whole I'm a good person phase. And now, Daryl, like, wanting to get Calvin Young is the reason for Paula and Calvin, you know, doing, flirting it up. And he loves to see it. I mean, oh, you know what? We have met Scott. Like, the audience has known Scott. Yes. You know, the whole, you know, I all mean, of what is Scott and Paula. But we know that right now, Scott and Paula aren't, like, the best relationship in the world. And this is very, like, enticing to Paula. And I get it. Like, if someone's paying me all this attention, who am I to not be like, hey? <laughs> You and know, I think, like, giggle, giggle. <laughs> yeah, like, hello. Hey. And I think from the start, we should say, like, without a doubt, Paula is emotionally cheating. You know? Like, this is, whether or not they ever kiss, whatever. I hate to ask. Yeah. But, I mean, I've never, I've never been in a relationship to share that with the pod. So, what, can you describe to me what you think emotional cheating is? I think... I think it's, like, a very blurry line, but I think it's kind of if it gets to the point where, like, like, it's more of a feelings thing, as most things are. Like, I would call it, and this is, like, a personal definition, I would call it emotional cheating if it gets to the point where you're lying to your significant other about what you're doing, who you're seeing, where you're going, because you don't want them to know how much time or energy you're devoting to this person that is not your significant other. While Dom is doing things, I just have a comment I want to make about maybe my favorite line in this episode. <laughs> because Calvin goes first in the game, and he says that, you know, he lived in some small town in, Ar in Arizona, and he got fed up, and he wanted to move to the big city, and Paula says, oh, Phoenix! And he goes, Tucson. And she goes, oh, yeah. Which is, like, the funniest. And it would work in any state, which is the thing that I think I love about this joke. Is, like, if, you know, if you're from Massachusetts and you're like, oh, well, I was living, you know, in Waltham, but I wanted to move to the big city. And everyone's like, oh, Boston. You're like, no, Worcester. <laughs> The big city of Worcester, which is actually, like, what, the third biggest in Massachusetts? Rebecca's back in her apartment. We're with Dr. Phil. Right. We take the pill. And by we, I mean oh, Rebecca. Sorry. You're good. <laughs> Rebecca takes the pill, and then she starts working. She goes off, and she decides to delete all the Oxford commas. What? <laughs> Rebecca... Is anti-Oxford comma, and I think that might be the worst thing that we've learned about her so far. I feel like she would be so for the Oxford comma. That's exactly. It's, so like, hmm. it's a point of clarification. It makes perfect sense. Like, she'd be one of those people that yelled at you if you didn't put Oxford commas in. Or if you, like, didn't use whom. Completely unrelated. No, kind of related. 
Like, Rebecca is a Ross on the friend scale. That's so sad because it's, it's so, so unfortunate. But, like, she has to be. Like, she is, like, main character, main character. <laughs> yeah. And, like, Friends is all about, not all about Ross, but Ross gets a lot of airtime, obviously. Yes. But, like, annoyingly. <laughs> like, we're annoyed of you. Please. Stop it. And I've then had she- enough. <laughs> And then Rebecca needs some downers. And so she calls up, you know, who do you call up when you need some downers? No other than... A college student. (laughs) Right. Been there. (laughs) Relatable. I just love Heather. Like, I I forget that I get to talk to people about my love for Heather. Like, I love Heather. She's a great character. Um, She's just chilling. They had a bong on the table. It was very nice. It was very beautiful. It was, like, blue. Like, I just, I envisioned the two of them sitting there. It's, like, almost uh, late afternoon before the sun sets. And, you know, they're just chilling. I'd love to join. (laughs) That'd be so funny. (laughs) Can I pitch to you, this is me rewriting slash redirecting Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Okay. Pitch a little scene. This scene, don't change a thing, except it's a That 70s Show smoke circle. I love that. That'd be because, so good. I actually think we need more of that. I feel like that's yeah. something that like has not been repeated into television shows. That is something that has not been repeated into television shows that should be. And as and a show, so like, good. yeah, I know that Crazy Ex-Girlfriend pays more homage, homage, I don't know how to say that word. To Dom says it's homage. Um, to musical situation, like music or musicals. But I feel like that'd be such an easy way to pay homage to some to that show because it's so classic. Like you just swing the camera around, and she says, "Oh, so good," and she decides to go and sneak into. Uh, or go back to Dr. Copian because she is so chill now and she can totally be prescribed the drugs she wants. Right. Like a crazy girl. I don't know if we I've got any Euphoria fans out there, but that is some rude. <laughs> that is some rude. You watching Euphoria? I'm no. I have not seen it. I need to. It's, it's okay. on my list. Okay. Get to it. Yeah. It's, I feel like for you, you'd have to, like, find it to get it. You'd have to, like, specifically get into it. Like, you could get into it, but I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't something you... Not that, like... I just feel like it's not your type of vibe vibe. Yeah, no. That's the energy like, I've gotten. Like, like, I can watch so much of this, I need to know more and more. You'd watch an episode and you'd be like, okay. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But most are. Yeah. However, I, if yeah. we've got some Brovinos who are watching out there, crazy. Y'all know what's up. Hit me up. Y'all know how to find me. Hit me up in the email. <laughs> Send <laughs> that little remember. email. <laughs> Subject line. <laughs> so then we go back to the boys. We almost forgot about them, but the boys are back. And they're talking about, they wake up. The table is not even close to finished. Um, they're all kind of implying or rather Greg and White Josh are implying hey we don't love this table if you got rid of this table we would probably be happier actually we're worried about you and how devoted you are to this table table is in quotes because of course they mean uh, Balenciaga herself (laughs) not Balenciaga and then Hector starts talking. Oh, I love Hector. Oh my gosh. This monologue that he gives, kind of iconic. Like, served. Literally served. Slayed. <laughs> I. Oh, he's so funny. Hector! And then the next thing I have is at Dr. Okopian's house. Well. 
I love that they went to go get burritos. Yeah. Because <laughs> I love burritos. Like, that was really truly, like, I was there. They just didn't show me on the screen. No, Because yeah. I would never break into Dr. Clopian's place. That's why. But Dom was behind them in the driveway. Right, right, right. Or in the, the driveway. <laughs> the drive-thru. I was, I was eating my burrito. Yeah. First, she sees the prescription pad in the window, and she says... Well, why would she leave it there if she didn't want me to go get it? And and Heather says, yeah, it's like a wizard test. And I started laughing so hard. It was so... And then immediately hits us with another banger, which is that Rebecca has British nanny-sized boobs. Yes. And I was like, no, honestly, because when she said that, I went wait that's so true (laughs) that is the the perfect way to describe her boobs (laughs) yeah giving what a compliment (laughs) yeah wow my favorite part is how she puts her head through the door and dr okopian opens it and she also how did she not get hurt right like how are you not on the floor then like getting hurt getting you know with like how the door is moving yeah I don't know the I physics so of it. Surprised about the physics. <laughs> That's all I have until we're back to Calvin. <laughs> yep. And Calvin and Paula at the jazz club, Paula and he looks... was scatting to her. Oh my gosh! And Paula it looks so so good. So good. So good. So her good. color is red. Her color is red. Red is with the red hair. Yes, absolutely. I feel like people are never like, if you have red hair, you can't re- wear red. No. People who wear, no. People who wear red hair, people who, <gasps> redheads look so good in red. Yes, absolutely. I'm so glad I switched that sentence. Because it's almost like a, like a monochromatic, you know? Yes, 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 yes. That's also a color trend. That's, that's a trend of already 2022. Right. So Paula said, I'm hip. She looks so good. She Go just girl. looks so fun, so fresh, so fresh and so fun, so flirty, if you will, the three Fs. Yes. Also, I love that it's a jazz club. I don't know. I was just like, that's so, that's so fun. When are we ever in a jazz club? <laughs> so La La Land before it's time. Um, and then Calvin, you know, gets to talking about perks. He loves perks. He lives for perks. And he's traveled all over. And he talks about, you know... He travels domestically, so, like, he hasn't been to, you know, the the wonders of the world, but he's been to the wonders of uh, Tucson, and... Yeah. But what he says (laughs) is that... That was too funny. (laughs) He talks about this little jazz club, and he says, every city I've ever been to has a little gem like this. And so true, Calvin, because every pocket has a little hidden gem. Would you like to speak more to that? Oh my gosh, that's so true. Were we the ones who had the conversation about, like, friends in our pockets? That was the entire last episode that we did. (gasps) Really? Yes. That was the last episode? Yes, and you told everyone to email you about their pockets. If they had pocket questions. (gasps) Or if they wanted to ask you out. No one asked. (laughs) (laughs) And yet nothing oh that's cute wow well that was like november radio silence and i remembered it mm-hmm. <laughs> wow radio silence on the pocket universe email front honestly guys yeah come, come on, on now. well you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna let the people take their time you know new year they're getting ready they're getting older yes Spring new year new you coming. new pockets word oh that's cute you remembered that are you obsessed with me or something are you talking about me i edited the episode dom i listened to it like three times i know but you do so much and you have a whole life and you still remembered it yes i remember most of the things you say they are very important to me i remember things but i'm not good at recalling fast information or Mm. being able to pay attention um, and then this song happens. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, we will. And Rebecca calls Paula and finds out about her and Calvin. Right when they're in the hotel room. 
Yes. And this is where, so again... Bring, 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 girl, where you at? Girl, like, I'm in the spot. Like, we're about to, you know... It's like, I'm coming. What? <gasps> and we kind of see <laughs> that Rebecca's scene, really. priorities or her conscience take over again. And, like, another spot where Rebecca gets forgiveness or gets, you know, becomes our favorite person. This is the reason that we cheer for her, that we root for her, that we want her to to get better and because she deserves better. Because she goes after Paula and prevents her from making a mistake that she will regret. Which is, like, that's a bestie move. Like, that's what you do for your bestie. Like, point blank, I don't know. Like, I am, if I know, if if I don't think you know you're making a mistake, I'm going to let you know. And then if you tell me you know what you're doing, make that mistake on your own. <laughs> but <laughs> in those ways, Rebecca's nicer than me. Because honestly, Rebecca probably would have never let that happen. Yeah, even if, because Paula was like, when Rebecca got there, Paula was like, girl, yeah, we're about to, you know, hook up, so get out of here. I would have been like, okay, you're going to make this mistake. You can make it. <laughs> you can go ahead and tell me about it later. No, I would have grabbed her and we would have walked out. But it's just so funny because that's the best move. And I love to see that rep- representation <laughs> come through. And I also think that it's so nice to see that with Rebecca and Paula because, like, I don't know. I feel like it's nice to see that Paula is older than Rebecca. And in some cases, in a friendship like that, you might not feel comfortable, like, stepping into someone else's love life or personal life because they're older than you and everyone's situation is different. But, like, the way Rebecca sees it, a friend is a friend and you're going to prevent friends from making mistakes, you know? Like, and everyone is capable of making mistakes no matter how old you are. Like, just for me personally, I feel like if I had a friend that was that much older than me, I would struggle to, like interfere because I would feel like it was imposing so I respect Rebecca for caring about her friend enough to what is it the main character urge to meddle Rebecca has it and sometimes she uses it for good oh so true bestie and then Calvin says I miss my dead wife (laughs) (laughs) I know and I was like whoa are we gonna talk about that no (laughs) we didn't (laughs) and heather being there she was like this is the craziest thing that's ever happened i'm like heather i'm so glad you were here to just witness it on the side (laughs) and then rebecca and josh meet up well first this turns out well for this all turns out well for rebecca because uh, you know, the qualities she has, the way she steps in, that's what Calvin is looking for in a commercial real estate lawyer. <laughs> that was the funniest. It was so, oh my gosh. Like, that is the beauty of this show. So perfect. Because Calvin, unreal. Who is like that? But then again, aren't we all like that? I love him. And we, we will have our Calvin... Uh, tendencies. <laughs> Calvin Sun, Calvin Moon, Calvin Rising. Triple Calvin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, yes, okay, now Rebecca and Josh. Right, yeah. Rebecca and Josh. Wait, I feel like we skipped over someone. Oh, Valencia. Oh, the table. Yes, Valencia hates the table. She hates the <laughs> like, table. All the boys knew. The boys they like, knew what was going like to happen. It. Josh mm-hmm. was like, build it anyway. And she hated the table. Oop. Oh, sad. <laughs> but hey, they're going to do something else, and then the boys will come back and build that table, too. So it's fine. <laughs> Valencia, exactly. you know, she does her thing. <laughs> and then Rebecca and Josh meet up. At their favorite place, Boba. (laughs) The Boba place. We're back. And they're like, you know what? We miss each other. Let's hang out. Oh, kind of sad because, like, we kind of love their friendship together. Actually, side note, we do really love their friendship together. (sighs) But we know Valencia doesn't. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Valhalla? No. Yeah. Not into it. (laughs) I think that's my favorite one that I've come up with. (laughs) I don't remember the other ones that they used. 
Oh, Valderrama. <gasps> they have made they movie. have made a that seventies show reference. I guess yeah. That is so that's funny. So true. Anyway, <laughs> Valderrama does not like them together, but we shall see if Josh sticks with that table. So true. And then Dr. Phil is actually there at the Bobo place. <laughs> yeah. Not crazy much to say. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's actually I think it's so crazy that like they got Dr. Phil on the show. Like I don't know, like she was I like, think it's hey, funny you that you're saying that show? now. Like he's been in the show the entire time. <laughs> but yeah, no. I know. I know it is funny that I'm saying it now, but it's like, oh, like he's really in the... No, sometimes like when people are in shows, I'm like, oh, like <laughs> you're here. Especially a show like, <laughs> like obviously the show wait, had to have a this budget. This is so random. I know. This is so random, but little Dicky has a show. <laughs> it's called Dave. Dave. Yeah. Yeah. And Doja Cat was in an episode. <laughs> Who? In the second season, Doja Cat was in an episode. No. Yeah, and I was like, what? Doja Cat's just here? And they were, like, flirting through Tinder or something? Yeah. Wow. They matched. It was so interesting. I love but Doja I Cat. feel like shows like this, and, like, Dave, I guess, because I don't know if Dave has, like, you know, a, a big following, but, like, shows with such a cult following like such a small dedicated audience it feels weird to remember that they have a budget to like sometimes get celebrities yeah that's true and they on the budget they were like let's get dr phil (laughs) i think it's especially because like there are some shows that have huge budgets that are never gonna have like a celebrity just randomly show up like you're never gonna just see like i don't know chris evans on supernatural because that would kind of break the, or like Doctor Who, because it would break the the immersion. But on a show that takes place in reality like this, like, yeah, let's get Doctor Phil to guest star. What the heck? So I have true. nothing left. Yeah, just the Daryl getting, uh, well, the Daryl gonna do it song. The, <laughs> the sexy, sexy gonna, gonna do it do song. It song. Mm-hmm. But I mean... I mean, it's a song, but it's not really a song. It's cute. I think it's funny. I think it's funny. Paula was like, "Uh oh," <laughs> but I think Calvin is a cutie. Songs. Okay. We have "Sexy French Depression" or "I'm in a Sexy French Depression." I think is the name of the song. It was yeah. written by Rachel Bloom, Adam Schlesinger, and Zach Sherwin. Uh, it's based on "Bonjour Tristesse." Triste. Can you? We oui, bonjour, bonjour, tristesse. You said it by correctly. Juliet Greco, and Cute. now every French song that I've ever heard has the accordion, mm. has the flute, has the same instruments, so it's gonna sound the same. But wow, <laughs> these songs sound the same. <laughs> yeah, because I listened. No, it was to it. classically French. <laughs> yeah, and then um, this was technically one of the fun facts, but I wanted to save it for this that. Rachel Bloom specifically said that, like, the themes of this song, like, the sexy sadness, is based on Lana Del Rey. Slay! That makes so much sense. Because I'm looking at these lyrics, and honestly, like, well, I was looking at the ones that were, like, she sang them in French, but I wanted to, like, make sure what they were. And I'm like, oh, that's so funny, because they do sound a lot like a Lana Del Rey song, or just, like, what the vibe Lana gives off. I'm not now, a Lana stan, but... I have a question I, for you. Given, yeah. Yes. Yes. Is her accent... How is her French? Oh my gosh. Her French is great, really. I really enjoyed her French. And, uh, I mean, every all the words... I was watching something for class where someone... No, I wasn't watching something for class. I was watching Emily in Paris where she was... <laughs> I thought it was something for class. No, it was Emily in Paris. I was watching Emily in Paris, and it was a scene in the second season where she's, like, writing a letter to her friend, but she doesn't, like, know how to write well in French, and so she's writing, and everything is so wrong. Rebecca's French is great, and all the French words she's saying are grammatically correct in French, and I'm like, whoa. And also funny. (laughs) Yes. So, yeah. The other thing about this song that, like, okay, I have two things. 
first is like this isn't something that like we were talking about at the time the show came out but like the female and male gaze are really all over the place on the internet right now and i feel like this is such like the male gaze like a man writing a woman at her worst like i thought when i watched this the music video for sexy french depression is it's just like beth Harmon in queen queen's gambit which if you haven't seen the scene it's like at her very lowest point beth Harmon is the main character she's an alcoholic she like stumbles through her room in the tiniest tank top i've ever seen and like lace underwear on and a cardigan and her hair is not greasy and like her skin looks good and she's got like streaked mascara literally like the prettiest woman you've ever seen and you're like oh yeah she she's just wearing a cardigan and a tank top so you know she's losing it and not that obviously like not that this show was directly referencing that but i think it's so nice to see just how ironic and sarcastic this song is or how satirical it is yeah. because we have seen rebecca at her worst and like she looks like a normal woman like in a t-shirt and no makeup with her hair up and the fact that they showed that that on tv is like kind of shocking i know it's so casual and i'm like i'm just glad that a show was willing to do that like because even progressive shows or shows that talk about women's mental health like this which are few and far between are sometimes afraid like to show a woman genuinely just being a human being having a bad time the last point i had about this song which is kind of about the scene kind of about the song like i know it's all satire but there's a bit of truth to the fact that like she talks to dr copian dr copian actually wants to get her help but, like, sometimes people try to listen to professionals and, like, they're trying to get better, but the prescribed advice, like, doesn't seem perfect for you. Like, there's no way that this person actually knows what's going on, knows what's best for you. But then, like, art and writing and music and movies, like, seem to be so much more understanding because they're romanticizing the feeling That's and it's not, like, offering any ways to get help, any ways to get better. It just makes you feel understood, which, like, kind of wants to make you stay in the sadness. But, like, there is definitely a realistic point to watching something on TV and feeling more understood than you do when you talk to a professional about, like, your pain and what you're going through and, like, trying to get better. So, I, not that I've ever talked to any professionals, and I should. But I know what she's talking about. Like, sometimes it's hard to want to get better when it's easier to just feel like someone understands you and it's okay to be depressed or it's okay to be, I don't know. Well, in general, I think this whole episode, like, I mean, I'll just talk about it now. Like, I really think it is the best part about bringing Dr. Kopi in and bringing that relationship in with therapy because I feel like, for everyone, that's, like, a different relationship that I feel like some people feel they don't even need to have to have one with. Or, like, just dealing with mental health in general. Like, it's like, oh, it's, you know, like, I don't know. We all go through things, and sometimes I feel like people are like... Like, I was thinking about this. Sometimes my stomach hurts, but, like, a lot of the times my stomach hurts, and, like, I can't do much about it. Like, I'll just be, like, in pain, and I'm like oh well I'm you know it's just my stomach hurting when it's like no like you can work on making sure your stomach isn't hurting like randomly for no reason and it's the same way of like you can work on making sure your emotions don't feel like this but it's a hard thing to do and you might have moments like Rebecca not to her extremes you know but where you're you're twisting and toppling but you're working on bettering yourself and I also and, think it's a good yeah. point yeah, I think it's a good point you make about the stomach ache or like, because as soon as you don't have a stomach ache, like my stomach doesn't hurt right now and I'm not sitting around all day thinking, wow, it feels so good to not have my stomach hurt. I'm going to do everything I can to make sure I never have a stomach ache again, which there are things you can do. Like there's ways to like better your diet or better your like exercise routine 
to make it so that your stomach doesn't hurt all all the time or whatever it is or to prevent like back pain or neck pain in the future but you're not thinking about those things until you have the stomach pain and the back pain and the neck pain and you're not thinking about how bad it's gotten until your mental health gets to a certain point and so I think it's you know it's very hard when you're not going through it to get help and it's also hard when you're going through it to do the work that it takes to get better. And that's true of physical and mental. So I think that's a good connection that you made to physical well-being and, you know, yeah. Thank you, Bay. Do you have any more thoughts about I'm in a sexy French depression? I don't. We shall move on to his status is preferred. Uh, it was written by Rachel Bloom and Adam Schlesinger. Uh, and it's it takes very heavily from the Jessica Rabbit song in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Like, the sparkly dress, the jazz musicians, the stage, the lighting, all of it. Um, and I haven't seen that movie, but, like, I feel like everyone knows the reference. Or maybe that's an assumption I'm making. I don't know. But, wow. Wow. Every time Paula sings. Wow, 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 wow. Hands, no, literally, she ate. Like, like credit card on the plate. table. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she scooped it up it was so good i don't know and i just loved how like she was interacting with the band you know like she was bumping hips and whatever and like the whole crowd was enjoying like even calvin like breaking the diegesis of you know where we are but i don't know it's just i love paula she was so good she's just got a way of like when paula sings you pay attention and I love that. Yeah. Like, I, the thing I'll say about songs in the show is there are Rebecca songs that are like uh, Rachel songs in Glee. Like, Rachel Perry starts to sing, and you're like, I can skip it. I could pass this up. Like, I don't need to listen to every song she sings because she sings in every episode. And I love Rebecca Bloom. Nope. I love Rachel Bloom, and I love Rebecca Bunch. And I love her songs, but I've heard them before, and I can skip them every once in a while. When Santana starts to sing in Glee, when Paula starts to sing, there is no skipping that song. Because she's a performer, first and foremost. Point blank, that's so true. They both perform like rent is due. <laughs> and we love to see it. And the thing about this song that like I don't think I really got when I first watched this show, because I was too young to understand what a lot of the references were, is that, like, Calvin is not the world's richest man. He's not that impressive by most standards. But because Paula's world is so small, like, these kind of upper middle class or, like, lower high class, whatever you would call that, type of eliteness is, like, absolutely enticing. Like, yeah, it's he's not... because she's just never had it before. Right. Like, all the things that she, that Calvin's doing, she's like, wow, like, Tihi, if I could be doing that, like, if I could be going to Tucson, like, eh. yeah, it's, I think it's the beginning of, like, um, something that Paula deals with a lot that we... Yeah, and the jokes are so funny, because he goes, he's, first of all, he's silver elite. He's not gold, he's not platinum, he's just, he's silver elite. And I also had to look this up because, again, I am not a woman of the world, but 400 thread count is, like, mid-range. Yeah, it's, like, average. <laughs> yeah, like, that's an, that's a, an average. I mean, it's, like, it's, like, average. It's nice. You average know, like, my, nice, my sheets are from Target, so right. I get it, Paula. If I, if right. somebody else had 400 thread count, I would also be excited. But she's singing about him, like... You know what I bet? I bet he would buy me Hulu without ads. <laughs> and that is called exactly. bringing it back. Exactly. Um, wow. yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, that was all my thoughts. So. Yeah, that's the song. We can do spoiler. It's not really much. Yeah. It's Let's like do it just to do it. Just to do it. All right. Hey, Brovinas. Please skip ahead three minutes, just about three minutes, to avoid any and all spoilers. Thank you. Spoiler alert! Hey! I spoiler? have well, almost I nothing. I just love that we got to meet Dr. Copian. 
I literally love her so much. And I love every scene that she's in. I, I love that this is finally, like... I mean, you know, it, we've all been through it for us who are going through therapy of, like, oh, okay, going to, going to make the moves to, to better myself. And it is bettering yourself. It's, it's a good thing to do. And it's exciting to see because I just know what's coming up with it. And I'm excited to, like, get to talk about all the nitty-gritty. And also, I forgot that, like, they were literally in a bedroom, um, Paula and Calvin. Like, they were literally in a hotel room about to, you know, get it on. But you know what's about to get it on. You know what's coming a little later for Paula. Paula, she's a little naughty sometimes, but I mean, hey. <laughs> it's because of bum God. So those were my spoilers <laughs> that I had in my head. <laughs> the spoiler... The one thing I, I said is that Dr. Phil addresses really early. Like, this is really early for the show that Dr. Phil basically announces that the songs are diegetic in Rebecca's head. Like, yes, 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 yes I yes, forgot yes. about this, but the fact that I spilled water. she's never talked about the songs in her head before, but when other people are, you know, playing her conscience for her, he, he says hey, I saw the little musical going on. I like the pretzel. That was a nice touch. And so we know that she... I didn't realize that we knew that so early. That's just crazy to me. Yeah, that is true. It's crazy how fast. I, yeah, have we gone through the, like, younger Rebecca yet, right? We've had one or two episodes with young Rebecca. Yeah, she's been around. She didn't mention the song? Well, she sings along with her. Like, I have friends. But she didn't right. mention the well, singing. I don't, I don't think. Yeah. I was just, yeah. Okay. And then the other spoiler I had was just, like, the whole situation with someone else playing Rebecca's... Oh, okay. I can... Yeah, I'll do the outro, I guess, because... Well, okay. Dom's phone died, so she cannot record anymore. But she's on the phone with me, so if she says anything, I can... <laughs> I can pass it along. Um, the only other thing I was going to say is that, like, this whole situation with Dr. Phil playing her uh, conscience is that the thing I was thinking the entire time is that it would be so much better if it was, it would be a better episode if Dr. Copian was the one playing her conscience. But then I thought, no, this intro is so that Dr. Copian can play her conscience in Dream Ghost. And I'm so excited for it. I'm so excited for Dream Ghosts. That is the only spoiler I had. So, unspoiler alert. For those of you who skipped spoilers, uh, Dom dropped off the call in the middle of the spoiler alert. So I'm just going to close it off. Thank you for listening. We can't really do our favorite parts because Dom's not here. But I think you can pull them out based on what we said. Our favorite part was Calvin. It's just Paula and Calvin. We love them so much. Thank you for listening. If you would like to reach out to us, you can find us at anchor.fm slash WC3R. You can leave us a little voice message. You can find us on Twitter at WC3R podcast. It's the same on TikTok. And you can also email us at WC3R podcast at gmail.com. Please reach out. We love to hear from you. And uh, thank you for listening. Going to close it off here. Uh, we're so glad to be back. And we are so glad that you're listening again. We missed you all so very much. Bye. Bye bye bye.